Hi, I'm Rick Wright, and today I'm thrilled to share this conversation with Carolina Cardona, who is a Hope Chess Country Director for Guatemala. Carolina is a delight to speak with, and this conversation was particularly encouraging. Carolina tells the story of her childhood and a life with graciousness and strength. We discuss many topics in this interview, including responding to the calling to serve and how Children's Hope Chess work in Guatemala is unique from other organizations. You'll want to hear Carolina's story of how God frequently intervenes and answers her staff's prayers in miraculous ways. Let's dive into today's episode of Build Relationships, Break Poverty. And I remember, you know, she said, okay, so today I don't have anything to feed the children with. I don't, I don't have any. And she said, see, there is nothing on my little storage room. Uh, and she's like, but I believe God is going to provide for today. So we pray and we trusted that God was going to provide. Honestly, I was like, oh, God, please do something. I want these kids to have lunch. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had to go. An hour later, she said, see, God did it again. And I love that she said he did it again. Welcome to Build Relationships, Break Poverty a podcast that challenges the Western perception of international poverty by elevating the voices of local leaders and processing how we can help to alleviate poverty without harming those living in vulnerable communities. We are Children's Hope Chest, and we believe that building two-way relationships will break the cycle of poverty. You know, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, where did you grow up? Where are you, where are you from? I am from Guatemala, but I know you want more than that. We want, we want much more than <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, so I grew up in a small village two hours east from Guatemala City, a very small town, you know, where people know everybody. Um, and I remember, you know, living conditions were very different. We had running water just two hours a day. There were no banks, no restaurants. So a very small town. I grew up just with my mom because my parents divorced when I was four. And then, you know, I don't have any uh, brothers and sisters who grew up with me because all of them are older than me. That's great. So tell us a little bit about your walk with Christ and your... Yeah. Uh, It is quite interesting because I... I came to know the Lord when I was four years old. My mom took me to church and, you know, I just felt in love with God, with, you know, uh, being a church and learning about Him. And, you know, and then there was a time where my mom didn't want to go to church. So I remember at age seven going to church by myself because I could walk to my church. And then I got involved teaching at Sunday school. So it was a program where kids uh, were teaching little kids as well. But then I could tell you that I really felt in love with, with God, with His presence, you know, His Holy Spirit when I was 12. You know, I remember He became so real to me. You know, I was at that age where I needed to have a father in my life because my father he used to live in Guatemala City, which was two hours away. So I got to see him just once or twice a month. 
So for me, God became my father and then, you know, my best friend. I didn't have any siblings, so he became my sister, my brother. So that year, I remember getting to know him and having and understanding that he is my everything. And then I got very involved at church. I remember that uh, when I started going to church, I did, you know, did Sunday school with kids. I also was in the worship team. And if you ask me now if I can sing, I can't. But back so you're, then, you're not going to sing us a song? Not today. Come on, just a little one. <laughs> no, my voice is terrible. But um, back then, you know, God used me, and I don't know how he did it, in the worship team, in the son- Sunday school for children, songs. I preached at the church. I have cleaned the church. So all different roles. And something that I learned is that if you have a heart willing to serve God, he is going to use you. Because back then he knew that um, he, he knew that he needed someone to be in the worship team. He gave me the gift of singing. Uh, there was no one to be in charge of the Sunday school. And then I was there willing to do it. God gave me the skills uh, or preach, you know. Um, he was there and he said, okay, you're willing to do it. He gave me the talent at that time. So I have learned that hard willing to serve him. He's going to give you what you need to do it. So your devotional tomorrow will be fine. Your 10-minute yeah. devotional is going to be great. I'm praying, you know. I, want, I don't want to speak from my own understanding. I really, I've been praying that God can give me the words and what he wants me to share. Because if I share what I want, no, that, 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 that doesn't make it, that, that won't change anything. But if I am an instrument that God can use, I think he's going to do great things. So I've been praying, praying, and I'm sure he's going he's gonna to speak, not me. I'll be his instrument. I love that. And how many times I'm, I'm the same way. I have to give a devotional. I have to get in front of a congregation or a church or in front of our world of donors and sponsors. And God will change your whole message. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit. I mean, I've got to see you firsthand with the kids. It's mm-hmm. been such a blessing to watch you, you know, and your passion, your desire, your encouragement with the kids. How did that all come about? I mean, how did you get involved with the young ones, as we always say? Well, as I was sharing with you, at church, you know, I started, at some point I was in charge of Sunday school, and that really gave me the opportunity to hear from the children, you know, the struggles they were having at home, just to understand that many of them came to church because they wanted to have a hug. It was my first introduction to just the needs of, you know, the kids, and also teenagers, because at some point, I was also in charge of the youth group, just help them believe in what they can do. So I, you know, I think growing up in my hometown and serving at a church really opened my eyes to the needs of the children in my community. That's great. So tell us a little bit about your background and how did you end up a blessing to us with Children's Hope Chest? It is a great story. I believe that it's uh, God wants me to be here, number one, and number two, that he has a perfect timing. Uh, I've learned that. Just to go 
back a little bit on my story. So, you know, I grew up in this small village. I had dreams. I knew that I wanted, after finishing high school, that I wanted to go to college. But then the pastor of my church, she knew someone who got a scholarship to come to the United States to have an education. And she said, Carolina, I think you, you know, you should apply for this scholarship to go to the States. And I was like, me going to the States? I don't think I can do that. You know, I could, I knew just the basic grammar in English. And then she was saying, you know, apply to go to college in the States. You know, I pray and I felt, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna uh, leave it up to God. And for my surprise, I end up getting this, this scholarship. There are hundreds of Guatemalans who apply and just seven people get this scholarship. So uh, for me, it was like, wow, God was changing my story there. I think from there, he started just articulating a different plan for my future. I came from my small village all the way to the United States to go to college. It was a huge challenge, big change in my life, but I can tell you that I I know uh, it helped me uh, understand uh, and see God from a completely different perspective because I understand that his plans are greater than my plans. So I came here to the States, uh, finished my college education. I did two vision trips when I was in college here. Um, I went to El Salvador to work with children there. So I was like, I love serving. And then I also went to Ukraine uh, to do um, missions with some teenagers at a college. I see it uh, from a perspective where God was just, you know, putting all the pieces together for his plan for my life. So, you know, I... Uh, it helped me understand that my call is to serve, to serve children, to serve future generations, you know, to be there to tell these children and youth, and youth that they could do it because I did it, you know. Uh, God was there for me. I didn't believe that I could make it. And if I made it, they can make it too. It's just, you know, most of the times our kids need someone that can tell them, you know, you can do it, you have the potential. Because most of the times, sadly, they don't have anyone at home that believes in what they can do. So it just takes you know, one person who can believe in all the potential that each one of these kids have. I graduated from college. I love my country, so I went back there. Um, and God called me to serve at a different ministry and I um, I am grateful for this ministry because I learned a lot of things about serving kids who live in high-risk communities. I was serving in a community where you know gang involvement, violence, that happened every day so God was just preparing me for what was coming next so I started the process of coming to Hope just two years before I finally, you know, got that job. But for me, it's not a job. I'm here because I'm serving God. No, I don't see it uh, as a job. It was a process 
that took two years, and that's what I told you, that I believe God has a perfect timing. Because, uh, you know, when they say, okay, come to Children's Hope Chest, I didn't want to come. And now, because I was on my comfort zone at this other organization, I was happy with my job, doing, you know, learning and serving a community that I love. But then God said, Carolina, I need you to get out of your comfort zone and go to Children's Hope Chest because I'm giving you talents, gifts, and an education that I want to use there. So I was like, okay, God, you know, I'd rather be in a place where I know you want me to be than being in a place where I am just because it's my comfort zone. Carolina, tell us a day in your life in, it, it, uh, as a country director in Guatemala. So that's one of my favorite um, parts of what we do because there is no one day as the other day. You know, every day is different. So one day I can be taking pictures of the children to send to our partners. And the following day I have to be mentoring my staff, talking to the leaders at the different care points about, you know, just encouragement. Something that I have found is that most of the local leaders, they feel alone. Uh, They are like, you know, I'm doing so much work here but I feel that no one knows that what we are doing. We feel that we are alone fighting every day. So I really spend time sharing with our leaders uh, just words of encouragement and saying, you know, you are not alone. We are here, we are standing by your side and helping you. So it is different from one day to the other. I love when I have the opportunity to go out and visit with the children, but some days I just have to stay in the office and do other kind of job that is very important. Um, you know, something that I share with my team is that everything we do, we have to do it with excellence uh, as for the Lord, because we Honestly, we are not working for the CEO of Children's Hope Chest. We are not working for the partner. We are working for the Lord. And God has a big standard of how he does things. So he sets the bar high on how we have to manage different aspects of our work days in Guatemala. Well, and I'm jealous because I know part of your job is what I call the hug line. Oh, yes. It's, it, 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 it was the, one of the highlights of my trip last time out there. And back to your point mm-hmm. of encouragement, those kids just. Yeah. And as I was telling you, when I was at my hometown working with kids, you know, many times what they wanted was just a hug. We had the opportunity to, to share God's love with our kids. And of course, you know, that's some. Um, one of the highlights of every day when we get to go to visit our different care points. And you're right. You know, it's exactly that, you know, the passion of, of Hope Chest, the encouragement mm-hmm. to support, just the love on those kids. And, you know, when I was there, just to your point, mm-hmm. just getting the hug. And I think yeah. it, it, it had more impact on me, that's for sure. Uh-huh, but for <laughs> sure. It does. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the, the line's over. Let's, I want to hug some more people. You know, you deal with a lot of challenges in Guatemala. Um, and some of the obstacles. What do you see some of the biggest challenges facing you as we, as we move forward in Guatemala? So one is that we, as 
children's hopes. We are a different organization than the rest. You know, we are really, we are not an aid organization. We are really an empowerment, um, a development organization. There are a lot of people in Guatemala who are still struggling with that mentality of, you know, you know, what are you going to give me or what I'm, you know, I need this, just, just give me what I need. So really changing the way f um, our people think. It is a blessing for us as Hopches Guatemala to have a lot of leaders I'll say most of them, they understand what is developing, you know, what is, what is empowerment. There are a few people and sometimes some community leaders that have a hard time understanding. So I feel our job, it is also mentor the people from the community to change that mentality and think about, you know, what do I have to, uh, what are my capacities, you know, how I can do things, what things can I do? Just shift that mentality. Um, that's one of the challenges. And also, you know, unfortunate uh, Guatemala's government is, uh, there is a lot of corruption. So it is so sad to see how kids don't have access to things to supply their best basic needs just because the government is stealing the funds. So that's another big challenge for us as country, you know, all the corruption that we are seeing in our government. Thank you for listening to this episode of Build Relationships, Break Poverty. Did you know that we have an online store? You can help us spread the word about our organization by using one of our Hope Chest mugs or shirts. When you purchase an item from our online store, you support Hope Chest's work of empowering thousands of vulnerable children, their families, and their communities. Visit store.hopechest.org to shop today. First of all, we've got some income generating programs at that care mm -hmm. point, correct? Correct. Tell us a little bit about how they were birthed, where they're going, and as you see a vision for them. Yes. So they are, this is a care point that is located a block away from the garbage dump. So Carol is the name of the leader, and she's been doing this ministry for about 15 years. As she built a relationship with the community, she starts seeing that a lot of single moms, they didn't have anything to do and they didn't have an income for their home. Their kids were struggling because they couldn't get any food. They couldn't, they didn't have access to any of the health services. So she said, okay, so we are in the garbage dump. There is a lot of trash here. You have seen it firsthand. And she was like, okay, what, can we use something from the trash to create something that these women in this community could do? And they came up with an idea of working with recycled paper and make paper beads, which later will become part of unique pieces of jewelry. They are using what they have in the community, that in this case is trash, but it is what um, these women are, are using to uh, just create some unique pieces that they can sell to local people, but also to people in, in the state. They're, they are also working with the Guatemalan fabric. They are making shoes, making bags. It is just, you know, um, for me, the most important thing is not that what they are making. It's just the impact that it is 
making, the impact that this is making in the lives of these women. Because they are single mothers that in many cases were victims of abuse from their spouses. So we are just telling them, you, you have value. You can do way better than what you are doing. And actually, she has a volunteer at the care point. Her name is Flor. She was many times she was in the hospital because his husband almost killed her because he beat her, beat her to almost death. Um, and then when she came to Tavita, she was just, you know, I there you know, I don't there is no value in me, I cannot do anything, I just wanna die. And Carol at the care point has done a great job of discipling her and just saying, you know, you were made um after God's image. There is value in you. You can do things. And now it is great to see her um because she is the one in charge of this empowerment program for the women at the care point. Yeah, again, I got to see it firsthand. And what those, you know, we talk about transformation. You see the transformation right in front of your eyes with these women and what they've been through. But the second part of that question also, historically speaking, our partnerships and will always be churches. But with Tabitha, we did something a little bit different. We actually, there was a, a Christian school that came to us and said, hey, I would like to partner, I mean, partner of broad terms, but they really wanted to come alongside that care point. So, you know, like I say, historically speaking, it's been churches, but now we're moving into businesses that are taking on potential care points or communities. But tell us a little bit about the partnership with a school. We as country are so excited with this partnership um, because we haven't had experience of working with that school before. And I just, I'm going to speak from a field perspective and then I'm going to just share some comments that we have received from the school that result, you know, or the impact that this partnership is having on the U.S. side. So for the Guatemala, from the, from the field perspective, it has been great, you know, uh, have all these students with so much energy and they want to go and invest in the relationships with the, with the children. The children at Tavita, I don't know where they get the energy from, but they can play, jump and run all day long. And so for a care point like this, we need a team of, you know, teenagers, students who have all the energy. And I love when we have um, even children coming to the care point, you, you know, they communicate with our children and they don't speak the same language, but it is amazing how God makes those connections possible. We are also exploring the option of having some teachers from this school going to Tavita to teach the teachers uh, there as well. I believe that the teachers from this school have some skills that can be shared with our local teachers. So, and I'm sure our local teachers have some skills that they can share with the teachers from, from this school in the States. So it's gonna become an exchange of blessings. And now I wanna speak from the US side. You know, I've been in conversations with the leaders from this school uh, in the States, and they say that this is their first comment. 
you know, we love Tabitha, we love the children, but you have no idea the difference that this has made in our students. Because it is impossible, you know, if you go on a partner visit to one of our care points, you cannot come back the same way you went. And when we have, um, when, when the partner is a school and not a church, people go on a partner visit with, a, with different expectations and they see the trip from a different perspective. Something that um, the principal of this school has shared with me is that it's unbelievable how much the children have learned from, you know, from our culture, but also to be respectful uh, or be, be open-minded to the differences, to the different cultures, to the different way people live in other parts of the world. You know, now they come back to the school and they don't even want to waste what they have for lunch and uh, and if it is something that they don't like, they are not just, oh, I'm just going to throw this away because they, they know that there are some children in other parts of the world. And in this case, in Guatemala, Tabita, there are some children who struggle to have food every day. Of course, at our care point, they get breakfast and lunch every day. But just, you know, the mentality of seeing, seeing the people from other areas of the country has has changed and now you know um, we have they made a special video for for the care point just to encourage the children to work hard in school and we could see how this here are encouraging other students in other parts of the country you know I want to come back to to be because like I said I've been blessed uh, to be over at the school to exactly your point and see the impact and you go to the school and in the coffee shop, they've got a, like a, a mini Tabitha in there. You know, they've got the, the products. They talk about the services. And the kids are literally not only selling the products, which is important, but they actually talk the story. So you're mm-hmm. exactly right. And then, you know, you, you talk to the parents, the parents mm-hmm. of the parents, and then the other kids. And it is, it's, it's this ripple effect. We always say this, you know, you're throwing the water or that stone into the water, and then you see the ripple effect. There's an example of it. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. You know, shifting gears a little bit, uh, as I was in Guatemala, there's a lot of help. There's NGOs, nonprofits. Everybody's in there trying to help at some level. A lot of them are doing great stuff, development and everything else. But my question to you is kind of, you know, your hope chest. We're, we're, you know, what sets us apart? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we, we rely on local leadership. Um, there are a lot of organizations doing great things. There are a lot of organizations who don't trust locals. So we as children hopeches, we believe that you know, uh, local leaders, that they, they know their communities, they, they have a relationship with the community. So we rely on what they are already doing and we just wanna come alongside them and be a catalyst of what they are already doing. So that's what true empowerment is, you know. It's like, well, you're doing great, so here's some help. So that something that you're doing great can go to be something even bigger. Working and believing in our local leaders, it is one of our unique traits as um, an organization in Guatemala. 
Yeah, that's absolutely true. You know, as we pray and we continue to to focus on Guatemala daily and, you know, our thoughts, you know, there's we see miracles right in front of our eyes, mm-hmm. you know, and you've seen it, you know, and everybody laughs at me because I continue to say what my mom used to say, that they were God winks, you know, they were, there was something special mm-hmm. that today happened. So can you tell us a, a story of maybe a child, a family, a community that was impacted. I mean, again, you see miracles every day, you know, an answer to prayer that was like, okay, we prayed for it, and here's what happened. So I have two stories to share. One is with actually Carol from Tabita, uh, one of our care points um, by the garbage dome. This leader, you know, she is an unbelievable woman of God. She fights every day to find the support for all the programs that um, the care point is running. And I remember, you know, she said, okay, so today I don't have any anything to feed the children with. I don't, I don't have any. And she said, see, there is nothing on my little storage room. Uh, and she's like, but I believe God is going to provide for today. So we pray and we trusted that God was going to provide. Honestly, I was like, oh, God, please do something. I want these kids to have lunch. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had to go. An hour later, she said, see, God did it again. And I love that she said he did it again. There was there was a group from a company who said, "Okay, we want to donate chicken for t- we, we we have." She said, 50 pounds of chicken for today, and we have pasta." And she and they said, "Can we bring that to you today? Are you um, needing some help?" And she was like, "Of course!" So it was an answer to her prayer. And then another story is uh, even more interesting. We are working in a care point in a very rural area, and the dream of the leader of this care point is to have a school, because there are no good, good schools in the community, and she, was, she wants to have a place where kids can come to learn, but also where they can grow in their faith. So it's gonna be education, but also discipleship. And she, she we were praying to find the, the best place to have the school uh, and she was looking at different so she was looking for different parcels and but the cost was so high and finally she was like okay we got two and we talked to the partner and that was the the the, the, the amount that they could fund but she was like this won't be big enough we wanna we're gonna have a lot of kids I wish you know the the parcel that is right next to this can 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 be also for sale, but we don't have any more money. And you know, we pray that God could do something because we we have big dreams because we have a big God. So she was like, I, "God will do something." And the leader at this care point, she said, she has taught me so much about faith, and she said, "Okay, let's pray." And we pray and. Yeah, this care point is three and a half hours away from where we have our office. So I called her one day and said, so how are you doing? You know, how are we doing with getting the paperwork for the parcels of land? And she's like, you are not going to believe this. The owner said that if we buy two, that he was going to give us the next one for free. So 
they end up getting the three parcels that they needed and we and they were just paying for two so that those are miracles that we see every day all of our leaders have a faith that you can learn so much from them it encourages you to you know keep growing in your faith or even um we as Hopches Guatemala we were struggling recruiting a communications officer and you know a lot of people had great resumes but we couldn't pay when the, you know what they wanted to make and we kept praying God please send us the right person uh, this is an important role for the organization and you know God brought the person with a set of skills with the passion for what she does and for me that was a miracle because we needed someone like the person who currently has that position. I love that. And I do these interviews and I need to bring tissues. You know, mm-hmm. these, are, these are amazing things because I think about Peter stepping out of the boat, right? And sometimes right. I step out of the boat and what happens? I sink, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that ultimate faith in him, keeping your eye on Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, we do talk a lot about our partnerships with churches and churches have been amazing coming alongside. But we're talking, you know, to corporate America a little bit doing whatever corporate America may mean. You know, it's it's business owners, large companies, medium-sized companies, small companies that are saying there's a greater calling. So if we're to go to corporate America or, you know, business owners says, I want to get engaged with a program, a project or something, where would you see them fitting in? Mm-hmm. Right now is the best time for a company to get involved in what we are doing in Guatemala. Uh, I think it's better explain to where we are going in Guatemala. So God has called us to start something that we call directly implemented care points. That means that we as children's hopeches, we are reaching out to communities where no one else wants to go because they're too far away or because they don't they don't have they don't meet a lot of the requirements that a lot of organizations have. But you see communities where there's a lot of potential to do great projects, to do great um, programs. You know, there are a lot of people in the community with unique skills. So God has called us to go to these communities. And normally, uh, business people, they, they, they like to go on ventures. That's, I don't know if that's sure. the word. They like to go on ventures. So here, you know, we are about to start something big that is going to impact big communities. You know, having our directly implemented care points is going to open up new opportunities for um, business people who can come and train on, you know, entrepreneurship skills. Uh, it's going to open the opportunity if a um, business wants to help with a self-sustaining project or, or an income-generating pro- project. We are going to be just gathering a lot of proposals for these communities uh, where you know they can easily get involved in one funding big projects because we are going big. There are a lot of communities with a lot of children and a lot of people where God is calling us to do and do big things. We were sharing space at one of our care points and this gentleman spoke up and said, wait a minute, I have a bigger picture. God's speaking to my heart, let's go buy some property. And the same thing, it's, that's the kind of thing that we're like, you know, God was way ahead of 
us. You know, mm-hmm. we're going down that path. So, you know, we do appreciate your time. This has been a blessing um, to have you um, to chat with us a little bit. You know, in closing, if you were to talk to the youth of Guatemala um, in, in your native tongue or not, what would you say to them? And I actually wrote down some ideas because we can go and on, we can go on and on with these <laughs> questions just for the sake of time. I would tell them, you know, that they were created created in the image of God, that each one of them has a huge potential to change our nation or the nations, that they need to believe in what they can do. I find that in our country, it is so difficult that youth, that children, can believe in the in the abilities, in the capacity that they have. And, you know, I see a child, but for me, a child, you know, can be the next president of Guatemala. Why not? So just inspire our future generations to believe in what they can do and to have big dreams. You know, like, and I will, I will always use my, my story. I didn't think that I could go to the U.S. and, you know, have a college uh, degree from the states but someone else believed in me and told me and of course you know with the help of God you can do all things so and I did it so I want to inspire other people to believe that they can do things even beyond what they are dreaming so it will be big dream uh, dream big and also believe in yourself Thank you for listening to this episode of Children's Hope Chests Build Relationships Break Poverty You can follow Hope Chest on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast.